This is the Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final episode before WrestleMania 39 of the Scoop Slam Podcast. We're here once again going over AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown before WrestleMania, all in preparation to gear up for this weekend's huge event. And this is our first WrestleMania review, so it's going to be a big week. We are recording six or seven hours before WrestleMania, and I'm going to try and get it up today. So um, I think it'll be a good episode. It's pretty early for our usual recording, but... As always, I'm joined by my co-host. He is over the moon about WrestleMania weekend, but he is very tired from all the wrestling. It's Ryan. Yo, Micah. Good to be back here with uh, my podcasting tag team partner. Uh, You ready to get into SmackDown Dynamite? Yeah, we better go ahead and get into it because it's a tight schedule today. So um, if this is your first time listening to the Scoop Slam podcast, we do our scoops, we do our slams, our scoops are our positives and negative thoughts about the shows, the slams are the negatives about the shows that we didn't like, and we will go from there segment by segment. So to open us up, AEW Dynamite, it was Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy. And Jungle Boy picked up the win, MJF came out, they did a little back and forth, hyping up the feud between the four pillars going into, I presume, double or nothing for the world title. So, let me let you take the lead here on our first segment of this episode. Do you have any scoops for this? Because I was not expecting you to. Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy. You really thought I had a scoop for this, man? <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I, I, I watched the match, but I really don't like Jungle Boy. And Matt Hardy in 2023 is a shell of, him, of his former self. And I like Ethan Page. I wish they'd do more with him. And then he, get, yeah. he gets chased away by the twink hook. So, I mean, slam for... I just can't get behind Hook as a threat. I don't see what you see in him, man. He just—he's skinny. He's like five foot, five foot nine, and he comes out with a hoodie on, looking like an active shooter, and he chases away Ethan Page, man. I just—I don't know. Slam. I think the the thing that I see in Hook is like if you were to look at maybe a uh, like a Jose Aldo. Who's, I mean, he's like 5'3", 150 pounds, maybe. But, like, he's a submission artist. So, that's what I think of in Hook. It's like, yeah, he might be small, but he'll tie you up in a pretzel in, like, 30 seconds. That, so, yeah, that's true, but his dad could, too. But his dad, you know, it actually looked like a threat. Uh, even though he was, like, 5'5", five, five, he, he was stout. Hook is not – he doesn't have any physique. I mean, he's – He's cut, but that's it. Well, I I think he's more promising than some of the other younger guys they have. I personally prefer Hook over Jungle Boy. Would he pass the airport test, Micah? If you saw him in the airport, would you look twice, or would you just keep on walking? Well, that's half the AEW roster. Well, you see Ethan Page in the airport. He looks like something, you know. Hook don't. Alright, I guess that's fair. But I didn't 
I didn't mind the hook stuff. Um, I'll give you my scoops. I guess we'll lump the MJF thing into oh, this. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but I'll let you go after this. I did actually have one for the match. Um, I thought this was actually the best mat match in a while. I know that's a low bar, but, like, the hook match he had, to me, kind of sucked. Yeah. And he tapped out really quick. So... I, don't, I mean, this was slightly competitive. I agree. I don't think this should be on the TV, and I wasn't invested in it at all. But, I don't know. He had a nice side effect on the uh, ring apron. Yeah. He looked like, um, when he went and grabbed Hook, I thought that was um, Big Bill for a second. I, he was so much bigger than Hook. Oh, I'm on, man. Look, bro, Matt looked like Hook. You're like a giant compared to Hook. Maybe Rotund, Bill, oh, but I wouldn't say Big Bill. That's all right. Me and Matt Hardy shaped kind of the same. I like Matt. <laughs> um, so that was all I had for the match. Yeah. Um, the only slam I had for the match was just that the firm sucks. So they really don't do much. Do you have any? Yeah, but they're just too comical for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Big Bill could be a threat. Ethan Page is good. Stokely, I think, if he didn't get, like, corny material, could be good. Yeah. I don't know but, I don't know if he wants to do it or not, but his comedy stuff, it just makes him feel lesser. He could be a main event yeah. manager for... Who could he manage in the main event scene? Well, I thought he was going to do MJF for a little bit. Um, but MJF didn't really need a manager. Um, well, neither did neither did CM Punk. But he had Paul Heyman. That's true. Yeah, I think it could have worked. I, I'm not saying it wouldn't have worked, because all the MJF stuff works. I'm just saying... Didn't he manage... Need him? Did he manage MJF in the in the on the Indies? I believe so. Yeah. That's crazy that they haven't utilized that. They did it for one week and then he turned on all of them. Apparently, it was gonna be at the forefront, but because of the punk stuff, then the firm kind of got cast away. Because the firm was gonna be, it was Punk's idea. Oh, of course. Of course, it's just like the shield was his idea, right? Well, that's just what that's what Stokely oh. said. He said it was Punk's idea because Punk wanted to work with Stokely, but then all that stuff happened. So I figure they pivot to something are. a little bigger for the firm if they had such big plans for them. Well, maybe it, it wasn't in Tony's columns; it was in his. Oh room. God. Anyways, did you have any uh, scoops for the MJF? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, MJF cut into Jungle Boy. It was really good. He hit him with some truth bombs. Um, you know, MJF kind of outclassed him for a little while on the mic, but Jungle Boy came back and fired up. Maybe got a little too fired up. It sounded a little phony for a sec. But, you know, the physicality was a scoop, in my opinion. They had a nice little brawl, and uh, MJF rolled out the ring. It was a scoop overall for a um, promo. 
battle. I thought it was pretty good uh, for MJF. I had originally wrote, um, and this is one of my scoops, I had wrote, like, man, Jungle Boy just looks like he's miles behind MJF here. And he is, but he just started really, I don't know. He just doesn't ever sound like he means anything yeah. unless he's yelling. Yeah. And he kind of had a fake mad voice he was trying to put on. It didn't sound... Yeah. Didn't sound legitimate. And even when he did fire up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, he's kind of getting, you know, a little something." And I thought it was better. Yeah. MJF still just cut his nuts, right? Yeah, he outclassed. And uh, yeah, and the only other scoop I had was I just thought the MJF one-liners were funny. The uh, Marco stunted growth and Dino uh, douche. Dino Douche. There was another one that he said about Kanye. Oh, um, he said, that was kind of a Kanye move of you. And then St. <laughs> had to interrupt my rebar St. Louis started booing and he said, oh, are you mad St. Louis? You guys are something. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it was a good line. Overall, though, the match wasn't my favorite. The post-match segment I thought was a pretty good way to start off Dynamite. Yeah. We will move on to something that I don't understand. So, this package rolled with the acclaimed and um, JAS. Yeah. Just, I guess they were in the city exploring, enjoying the nightlife. Did I miss a step or something? Like, I didn't even write any scoops or slams. I just don't... Where did this come from? So, last week, they tried to recruit the Acclaim member in a backstage segment, and then the Acclaim laughed at them, and they walked away. So, they were trying to recruit them to the Jericho Appreciation Society by taking them out on the town, I guess. I don't know. That's what I interpreted as... Do you remember that last week? You got a better... No, you know you got a better memory than me. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that backstage promo they had? <laughs> no. Like, that's why I was so confused. And I watched Dynamite last week. <laughs> Dang, Mike. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe it's AARP calling me and not yeah. you. It's, um... That's a lot. There's a lot that happens on these shows, Dynamite. So I can understand why you would forget. That's true. I... Plus, I mean... It's a pretty jam-packed, uh, I guess, past few weeks yeah. with the Mania stuff coming up too. It, it wasn't a bad. So, it wasn't a bad package though. It was just kind of a. Uh, it was comedy basically, but you know, I like the acclaim. Everyone loves the acclaim. That's right, and everybody loved Dalton Castle. At least no, I yeah, no. Oh, come on now. See, for yourself. He and his boys were facing the Blackpool Combat Club next, and they basically just got, like, fisted, and then that was it. it was like, yeah. They, they got ran in on while they were making their entrance, and then Claudio powerbombed one of the boys in the ring, and then that was it. Yeah. Uh, no, he beat, the, he beat the tar out of the, the boy. I don't know their names, but he beat them up pretty severely in the Ricola bomb, that little power bomb he hits where he wraps his arms 
around the, his opponent's chest. That looked nasty. Bro, this is the best version of the Blackpool Combat Club. This is the best thing they've done with them since... Uh, it probably was... Yeah, this is probably the best version, even when they had Regal. And Cesaro looked like yeah. a beast. Though I had... That was one of my scoops. Cesaro looking like a beast, and this being the best version of the Blackpool Combat Club. That's the same scoop I had. The The heel Blackpool Combat Club is way more interesting. Like, they... I don't know... I've seen somebody on Twitter say that, oh my god, the Blackpool Combat Club is better than the NWO ever was. What? Now... I don't know. Maybe it was a troll account. Maybe people are just delusional. No way. He didn't, bro. He was not alive when the NWO was happening. Ain't no way. No. But I think that they're a lot more interesting now. And it makes Claudio more interesting to me. Yuta even seems a little bit better, more aggressive. And usually with young guys like that, it's easier for them to figure out how to be a heel and then try to be a face, then vice versa. Yeah. And Moxley is, I, I still don't want to see him a lot, I guess. But I'm more okay with it now than I have been for like the past year. I would have rather them switch out uh, Yuta with um, old Konosuke with Keshka. I would have rather yeah. him been at this spot, and I thought it's where they were going for a little while because he was um had he was involved in that Brian Danielson feud. So I thought that's what they were yeah. doing, but apparently not, and that's and that's a shame. But on a side note, Micah, did you see that Claudio beat? Oh, if you haven't seen ROH uh, Supercard of Honor, skip ahead ten minutes. But did you see that Claudio beat Eddie Kingston for the title? Yeah, I did hear about that. What do you think about that? I don't... I don't know. I haven't kept up with their feud. I think the title's better in Claudio's hands right now. Honestly, because Claudio's going to be on AEW more. Yeah. And Eddie's just... I, I mean, I don't know. He's left AEW for right now. So... I don't know. I'm not invested in the Eddie Kingston hype train, and he's lost me because of all the crap on social media, and then on All Access, like, him and Ruby were talking, oh, God. and Ruby was like, people look up to you, like, you need to watch what you do better, and he was like, well, I don't want people to look up to Who you. Who looks up to Eddie okay, Kingston? Dude. People online look up to him because he's real and he talked about his depression, oh, and anxiety, and his troubles. Whatever. But, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just. He just seems like a douche. Like, <laughs> everything that people want to say about CM Punk, that's what Eddie Kingston seems like. Like, he's never happy. I've never seen him talk about anything that makes him happy other than Japanese wrestling from 1993. And he just is miserable. He seems like a miserable prick. Well, and I did like Eddie at one point. He's from New York City, Micah. Most people from New York City are miserable. <laughs> well, I mean, daggum, dude. You've got a national TV job for the first time in your life. Probably his last national TV job, too. Yeah, and you are trying your best to throw it away. 
it's got to be deflating for the crowd, though, because they were supposedly really behind him throughout the match. And then he lost to Cesaro. And that's after Mark Briscoe lost to Samoa Joe, which was even more deflating to the crowd. I, that one was more questionable to me. I didn't understand that. That, I, if, did they have anything nice for the crowd? <laughs> um, well, they had Dante's foot turned backwards. Oh, God. Good God, that's disgusting. Oh, but as a whole, hey. I heard that the whole show was, it was a good show, but the crowd was just really bad for 5,000 plus uh, people in the arena. They didn't make a lot of noise. Yeah, I kind of, I heard some of the same things, but I heard they really got up for Eddie, but then he lost. <laughs> of course. And I heard Shibata and Yuta had a good match, but... I won't watch that. Yeah, yeah not gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, though, did you see Mark's quote? And this is probably the last thing we'll say about oh. Supercard of Honor, because I didn't even watch it. About, uh... Did you see the... About him? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you go ahead. Uh, I, I saw a quote that said that, yeah, I had a good match, but Jay had an even better match with Eddie Guerrero in heaven today or something like that. Did I get that right god man yeah that that'll put your stomach in your throat but did you see did you see he was like during his match he went to the corner to reach out for a tag and there was nobody there no oh man oh yeah. man <laughs> it was uh yeah it was something I actually wouldn't mind checking that match out from that uh from that show because I I bet it was pretty. Good. I bet it was a good match, but deflating in. Yeah, I I seen somebody. I want to say it was one of the wrestle purist guys. Uh, oh God. Saying like that was the most. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't something egregious. It, he said that it was like the most penciled in. Like, okay, I know who's gonna win this match. It's gonna be Mark Briscoe, and then it wasn't. I think we both predicted Mark, too. Yep. Well, um, to close up the Dalton Castle Blackpool Combat Club stuff, did you have any slams or anything else you wanted to hit on? Oh, no slams. I like the direction they're going in with the Blackpool Combat Club. There's not a lot of stuff on this show that I like the direction they're going in, but Blackpool Combat Club is uh, one of them. That's true. And the only slam I had is I just think Castle should be on the show more. I mean, he's not Ring of Honor triple or trios or six-man or whatever the crap they call it down there. Um, but I think, I don't know, he could be he could be an upper mid-card guy, I think. He's at least a good worker in the ring. He's got a gimmick, too, which is very rare in professional wrestling nowadays. guy with uh, yeah. a gimmick and actually connects to it. And he's got, I don't know, he's just an interesting character, I guess. Like, his even his voice is just different. It's different, but I don't know if that's a good different, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't hate it, personally. It, I, it's very jarring when you see him and you hear him talk. Uh, speaking of people who I don't like to hear talk, Adam Page was backstage with Alex Marvez and... He was basically just talking about the Blackpool Combat Club and the Bucks and all that stuff and, you know, how they were. He ends up getting jumped 
and then as he should. Yeah, and then well, let me back up. Don Callis came over to apologize for acting the way he did at the end of last week's Dynamite, and then the Blackpool Combat Club jumps Adam Page, and then they go to beat up Don Callis. Don Callis fell and hit a piece of the like equipment backstage. Dude, it gashed him open. Like the camera just panned and you heard the crowd go, Oh because there was a puddle of blood. And I mean, he hadn't fallen but like maybe ten seconds before. So yeah, I heard he got he got cut pretty bad, but uh I thought for the scoops for this week. I, oh, go I ahead. thought Moxley hit him with something. And then he bladed a little too deep. It, I thought that's what happened. No, no, no. He he wasn't supposed to get color. He when he fell, you can hear something go dink. He hit his head on a piece of like stage equipment basically, and it gashed him. I heard that um well, I seen Brian Alvarez tweet that the gash in his head like a hatchet was uh, like got hit by a hatchet. And um mm. yeah, pretty gnarly. I thought yeah, I thought Moxley did that though. No, no, no. It was an accident. He, at least from what I've read, he wasn't supposed to get cut. Jesus. Because otherwise, that's kind of a stupid spot. Well, would you be surprised, though, if they did, Blake? Well, I guess you got me there. <laughs> um, but for the scoops for this one, I only got one. Um, I like that there's a concurrent story moving throughout the show with the Bucks and Omega. Even if it's not my favorite people in the world to be doing it, you got to at least give them props. It is a story, and that's what I've been complaining about for months with AEW, is there's no story, there's just matches. And there's still some aspects of that, but there is at least somewhat of a story going on. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Do you have anything specific for this segment? I got a slam. It's just, what was Don Callis doing when Adam Page was getting beat up? I just... <laughs> Stuck his hand out and just stood there with his hand still out, staring at them at the Blackpool Combat Club beating up Adam Page. Like, did he not expect well, to get beat up as well? Maybe he thought they would spare him. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he should have been running too, but at yeah. the same time, he doesn't like Adam Page, so maybe he just kind of wanted to sit there and. That made no sense. You know, watch him get his tail beat. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. And I know we didn't get to review Dynamite last week, but I got a retroactive slam from last week. Um, Don Callis falling <laughs> at the end of Dynamite last week. Like, oh, nobody touched him. He just took a flat back bump out of nowhere. That was, um, that was a slam that I had to get off my chest for a whole week. I've been stewing on it, Micah. Well, okay. to be fair, we he was, no, he was selling, he was pulling the Eddie Guerrero. What? Why? There's no referee. Because, I know, but Adam Page was turned around, and Omega was turned around, so then when Omega get back, or got back up, he looked at Adam Page, and it looked like Adam Page had hit Don Callis. That's what the the story was. Why didn't Adam Page come out to say Kenny Omega? Why would he do that to frame Adam Page? Because Callis doesn't like Adam Page, 
because he thinks that Adam Page is going to hold Kenny back. That's the same reason he don't really care for the Bucks either. Dang, for real? I didn't know that. I thought they were all on the same page. Well, I think that's the story they're going with now because that's why Callus is like, you know, now we can focus on just you. Like, the Bucks are gone, and honestly, Don Callis is right because one of my scoops, you know, spoiler alert, uh, for this next match, because again, we didn't get to say it last week, but the El Hijo Del Vikingo match was great, in my opinion. Kenny is so much better by himself than he is with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of wasted them in six man matches for the last eight, nine months. Yeah. So, um, I think that was basically all we had for the Adam Page Blackpool Combat Club stuff. But again, concurrent story moving throughout the show good stuff and it will continue with this next match we had jeff cobb versus kenny omega for the new japan uh is it the u.s heavyweight championship i think so yeah okay i'm not 100 percent sure on the name of the belt but um it's the one kenny's holding basically and um i thought they had a pretty solid match Kenny picked up the win, obviously, after the match. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club came down and beat Kenny up, and then uh, we'll hit on some of the after events of that. But we'll go ahead uh, for our scoops and slams for Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega. Go ahead, Ryan. You know, I just got a couple of random thoughts throughout the match. Uh, why did Kenny Omega use his uh, New Japan theme? I wondered that too. I didn't know that was a New Japan thing, but I guess maybe because he was defending the New Japan Championship. So he has different music to defend the title? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I like Battle Cry better. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That's why it was like, wait a minute, this isn't Battle Cry. Um, <clears throat> but one more random thought. Why do modern wrestlers do that little hesitation step? before they run the ropes. You notice that? That's a Kenny thing. But Cobb did it too. Oh, well. I think Kenny's the one that popularized that. I don't like that. They just completely take their eyes off their opponent, turn their backs to them, and do like a little hizzy step. Like in basketball, they do like a little, you know. And then they just, I don't don't know, that kind of bothers me about modern wrestling. Um... As far as the match goes, it was a fine match. I like Jeff Cobb. Kenny is, uh, eh, he's not my favorite, but. Kenny's Kenny, but Kenny's better without the Bucks because he actually sells a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he does, but some of the stuff he does in the ring kind of bothers me. Well, I mean. He's a good wrestler, though. Yeah, I can't fault you there. Um, so. One thing I liked that they did here, one of my scoops, is I thought they did a good job to explain Jeff Cobb because other than that United Empire feud they had last year at Forbidden Door, I don't really know who Jeff Cobb is. I know he was there early in AEW, but I didn't catch that. They did a good job. Well, wasn't he like Jericho's lackey for a couple weeks or something? Maybe two weeks, but um, he's mostly been New Japan since uh, Lucha Underground. Went under. Oh, he was in Lucha Underground? Yeah, he was uh, Dario Cueto's brother, the monster Matanza. Oh, 
you know, you know yeah. your stuff. Uh, yeah, man, I like Jeff Cobb. He's a beast. And he was an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, that's what they said. Like he he wrestled in the Olympics in two thousand four for Guam, and kind of listed some of his New Japan, I guess, stats and accolades. And I don't know. That was just a nice touch to me, because it was like, oh, okay, this guy's a legitimate threat. Like I, which I mean, he's already big too, so that helps. But you know, that it's the little stuff like that that ties it together. Yeah, he's not really treated as a big deal in New Japan though. Like, New Japan's main event scene is so stagnant. Like, they have the same guys hold the title over and over. People say WWE's main event scene is stagnant. No. No. New Japan is. They got Okada, Tanahashi at the top. Uh, maybe Jay White will get a run here and there. But it's pretty much the same four guys for the last 10 years, Micah. Like, they don't let a lot of foreigners hold the title either. Yeah, that's why I heard a lot of people were pissed about Jay White losing that Wrestle Kingdom to Okada because it was like, oh great, Okada's the champion again. Yes, yes. it's so stagnant, man. I mean, I don't know. Who else do they have over there? Are they got some confident wrestlers over there? Jeff Cobb, for Well, yeah, for that's true. <laughs> um. Bronson Reed, he was over there. You think he got a, a run with the title? No. No. He did beat Okada, no. though. He did, but it was, I mean, quickly retconned because he lost the tournament. <laughs> so yeah. it didn't really matter. So uh, just a quick overview of the, and this is since they've unified the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And so... The current champion is Okada. Before that, yeah. it was Jay White. Before that, it okay. was Okada. <laughs> Before okay. that, it was Shingo Takaji. I don't recognize mm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was vacated. Or before that, it was vacated. Then it was Will Ospreay. Then it was Kota Ibushi. And then before that, it was, oh, wait, no, hold on, went to the wrong title, huh? Abushi, he won't be back. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, and then before that, it was Naito, Evil, Naito, Okada, Jay White, Tanahashi, Omega, Okada, Naito, Okada, AJ Styles, Tanahashi, AJ Styles, Okada, Tanahashi, Okada, Tanahashi. And this is going back stop to 2011. It. No, stop it. You're making that up. No, I'm not. <laughs> All the way back to 2011, there's a pool of like six or seven guys. So. God. My God, Tanahashi has been in that main event scene. For an insane amount of time. Japanese John Cena. Well, I don't call him that for nothing. Anyway, yes. so Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega. Um, two more, or one more of the scoops I have before we get to the post-match stuff. Um, Cobb landed a nasty V-trigger, and I thought it actually looked good for a bigger guy moving at that speed. Kind of reminds me of a Samoa Joe a little bit. And I like that he was trying to do Kenny's finishes. Um, 
don't know, there's little heel work like that that I enjoy every now and then. You do it all the time, it won't be good. But if you do it every now and then, it's all right. Yeah, the law of diminishing returns. But yeah, that is a good comparison with uh, Samoa Joe. He does kind of remind me of a young Samoa Joe. He's a little bigger and a little slower, but that there's still hints of that. Yeah. So I had a slam. I had a slam here, Micah. Oh, okay. you ain't gonna. Yeah, let me let me let me slam this. <laughs> yeah, let me slam this. The glazing was out of control with Shivani here. Did you did you hear Shivani's commentary? No, I really didn't. I wasn't paying that much attention to the commentary. Okay, so I wrote this down because it was like, come on, bro, really? So Omega hit like a standard Hurricane Rana, you know, what 90% of the roster can do at any point of any match. Yeah. And Shivani just said, God, he's so amazing, guys. What? <laughs> bro, did he just do a... a 6.30 burning hammer through a flaming table off the balcony? No, he just did a regular Hurricane Rana. But, yeah, that... Shivani and his glazing for Omega is out of control right now. He's kind of like me with LeBron at this point, man. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, you know, you figure it'd be Excalibur, but Shivani, he literally has nothing to add to commentary except glazing over basic moves, telling people how happy he is to be there, and verbally uh, talking down to MJF when he does nothing. He doesn't do anything wrong. He tells the truth. He doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And mainly glazing over... Uh... Britt Baker? Britt Baker, <laughs> yeah. And Adam Cole. Oh, Adam Cole might got something to say about that since he's back. <laughs> Uh, that's what I want to see, a double or nothing. Shivani versus Cole. Yeah, forget the Jericho match. Let's do Shivani versus Cole. Well, anyways, after the Jeff Cobb-Kenny Omega match, um, the Blackpool Combat Club came in there. They were fixing to beat the crap out of Omega, and Brian Danielson's music hits, and he returned Surprise. Yeah, from three weeks of absence, if even. And he comes down, and he looks like he's going to help Omega. And sure enough, he sides with his Blackpool brethren and hits uh, Omega with the Busaiko knee. And then he ties him up with the uh, the Yes Lock. I don't know what, the, what it's called in AEW, but it'll always be the Yes Lock knee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just the one that came to me. But anyways, um, so Danielson has now turned back heel. So, how do you feel about this? You know, I like Brian Danielson. I like him being on the show. It's nice to have him back. And a heel run might fresh him up a little bit. It kind of relegates him to being a background character now because he's going to be with the Blackpool Combat Club. But, yeah, it's nice to have a big star back on the show. Moving on, the guns uh, <laughs> cut a promo in the back, and they were uh, talking about FTR, and I mean, it was short, sweet, to the point. The match is next week against FTR, titles versus careers. I had one scoop. I thought this was probably one of the best guns promos out of all of them. I mean, there's not, a, you know, just a great catalog to choose from, but 
Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't watch. I skipped. Ah, well, speaking of skip, um, The Butcher fought Orange Cassidy next, and this will fall under my category for this week of there is a lot of wrestling, and I will not be watching this. So, did you watch this? No, it, yeah. I pulled the same card you used for EO Sky versus Becky Lynch. I pulled that on Orange Cassidy. Um, the only thing that I did have as a slam is I noticed in the Butcher's entrance, this, they said this was his first singles match of 2023. Why is he getting a title shot? Did they mean first singles match on Dynamite? Is that what they meant? I think of all of 2023. Dang. I don't know, man. That's a great question. Or, like... And, okay, if they won a tag match the week before, okay, maybe. They lost to Orange Cassidy, Darby, and Sting. Are my dots not connected? That's good. Yeah. Maybe there's no rhyme or reason to to the international championship pecking order. I don't know, man. It's just random every week. Well, I guess there's not a pecking order to any of the championships. There used to be. There was a ranking system that they had. I should have kept it. And um, the following match also fell under my category of lots of wrestling. Not watching this. It was Willow versus Ruby. And I like Willow. So normally I think I would have stuck around. But, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling it. Like Willow? she's okay she's different i guess did you see the promo that um jade had oh no i did not a little backstage segment i must have passed it in my forwarding yeah she had she cut a promo um about dang who's the girl they just yeah taya have they they haven't had any matches with taya on dynamite since she debuted she hasn't had any interview segment, any promos. You know, Micah, when you want to get a talent over, that's what you should do, right? Just stick them on Rampage. Don't give them any promo time. And don't give them any match time on the main show, right? That's how you get a talent over, right? Well, maybe maybe uh, she's in the rows and not the columns. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, she's going to be on Rampage facing um, somebody. I don't remember who they said, but uh, Jade sent her a cease and desist letter about not using her move anymore. Because that's just, that's riveting right there. It's great television. Okay, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, And people are like, well, if you want to know the storylines, then you should just watch Rampage. Okay, regardless of that, from a smart business standpoint, Dynamite does double if not sometimes triple the viewership that rampage does yeah so if you stick something on rampage and you don't put it on dynamite you're telling me that it's not important and until they make that show important and have maybe the world champion on there or somebody of some name value well i might watch but when you stick ty valkyrie and uh, hobbs versus aaron solo like I'm not watching that show. <laughs> I think Hobbs is on Rampage this week. Well, you know why. He, oh, man. Well, he had a promo segment 
No QTV. Notice that. I did. I did see that. Thank God. Maybe, they're, maybe they're resurrecting him. But I mean, still, he's going to be on rampage. He ain't going to get on dynamite. So hopefully they the drop. Same argument applies. Hopefully they dropped all the QTV, all the raw, Boulder Dash, all the flim flam that we get with QTV week after week. Hopefully it's done. It's dead. It's buried. No more. Just like Phil Brooks' AEW oh. career. Oh, come on now. I'm you got to get a little dig in. I'm just saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on either of those. <laughs> Finally, the end of Dynamite. Daniel Garcia versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole's glorious return to AEW television. And... Um, Adam Cole picked up the win, obviously. Yeah. A- after the match, Britt comes down, they kiss, whatever. Jericho then comes out and just kind of gets Garcia, and they go to the back, and he kind of mulls over. He, he looks like he's really hurt about the situation. So uh, to close up Dynamite, Ryan, what did you think of Garcia versus Cole and the post-match Jericho-holicness? You know, I don't... There's a lot of guys on this show that I really didn't care for that was in matches. And Daniel Garcia, I'm not, not a fan at all. Adam Cole, man, his physique bothers me, man. Did he not lift any weights when he was away from the ring? He looked smaller than ever. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he couldn't because it was a neck injury. I thought it was a concussion issue. You can't lift weights while you got a concussion? I don't think so. Oh, what, man? Jeez. He, he could play video games, but he couldn't lift any weights. Well, that's, well, come on now. That's not strenuous activity. For the brain, on the game. Well, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was a neck issue or a head issue. Oh, yeah, concussion issue. But regardless, he looked. That was one of my slams. Cole, man, Jesus. Why does he not work out? He's a professional wrestler, Micah. You put, you, your physique is it's like half the battle when it comes to being a professional wrestler. Some guys are anomalies like Mick Foley or Kevin Owens or something. But when you look like that, I, I can't take him serious. Slam. I... I didn't honestly pay attention to it in this match just because I think Adam Cole does add something to the main event level. Like, he feels like a big deal. What? I don't know. To me, he does. I mean, you can't really explain it. I guess he just has a persona, and he's actually halfway decent on the mic, and that puts him ahead of, like, 75% of the roster. Because most of them can just do the moves, but they can't cut a promo. Cole can do the moves, and he can cut a promo. He just may not have necessarily the look that some of the other guys have. All the guys. But, no, Cole, he's good on the mic, like you said, but I don't know, man. When the stories that came out right before he left WWE that Vince saw him and wanted to make him a manager, you know, I understand why. At the time, I didn't, but now I can totally see it. This guy is five foot nine, if that, 
175 pounds, skinny, fat. He just doesn't look intimidating, man. Nah, I can't, I can't take him serious. I think he lost, lost to a hug with Orange Cassidy, and that's still in my mind too. Oh, and Britt Baker, why did they, what did they shoehorn her in there at the end for? Well, because they're in a relationship. So it was a positive, happy moment, like when they won the Owen Hart Cup. So Britt couldn't come out to help her help her partner, um, Jamie Hayter, go chase off the, um, what, what are they called, the outsiders? Insiders? The outcast. Outcast, yeah. Hayter came out to chase them away by herself. Would, Britt couldn't go help her? I, I didn't even know that happened, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe, she was... maybe they're promoting the backstage show. Yeah, that was it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had one scoop. I didn't think the match was bad, and I think overall AEW is better with Adam Cole. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't know. You may not be high on him, but I like Adam Cole. I th- I think he could use some physique, yes, but, like, I don't know. I think I'm just longing for somebody to cut some good promos in that company at this point, and Adam Cole can do that. So, because, like, Punk really doesn't have the greatest physique. I mean, he's bigger than Adam Cole by a country mile, but Punk's thing was never his physique, but he could cut a promo and that's why he I think stood out more in AEW well he stood out too because he just had actual wrestling matches that were storytelling and not just choreographed moves but I don't know they, they need somebody to cut a good promo yeah. who can battle with MJF uh Ethan Page Ricky Starks um uh yeah you got me Kristen Maybe Christian. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a small group, so I think Cole adds to that at least. Yeah, he does, but I just I don't know, man. His physique bothers me still. Do you have any other slams or scoops for this segment? Um nah. Nah, not really. Garcia's gear is kinda plain. Yeah. I I had two slams, um, one was about Garcia because his entrance, I don't know, man, like, his his gear is already plain, and he comes out with no shirt on or jacket or hat or anything. I'm not saying that everybody has to come out with one, like Danielson doesn't always, or Kenny didn't come out with anything, but he just, his gear. But I don't know, Garcia just walked out there, kind of like Eddie Kingston does, just a fast walk to the ring, and then just held his fists up. I don't know, man. He's just goofy to me. I don't, I do not see what people see in Garcia. And it, his in ring work is like okay. He's not just some like technical uh, master class uh, prodigy like Danielson. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, people were comparing him to a young Danielson, but I, his in ring style just doesn't catch my eye like a young Danielson did. Uh, he, and, needs, he needs some more time to cook if people think he's going to be the future of the company. Yeah, and he's got a long way to go on promos and yeah, I guess figuring out who he is as a wrestler because it ain't working for me. And the the other scoop I had was 
you know, welcome back, Adam Cole. Since you're here, we got this nice feud. You know, I, I know you've got some steam. How about you give some of that to Jericho? <laughs> Let's go ahead and throw you in this eternal feud with Chris Jericho. So I can't wait for this latest, uh, just absolutely horrible storyline that we're about to get because that it's the Jericho experience. Let me ask. Adam Cole is one of the hottest things in the company right now because he just came back, and you know who Jericho's hooking on to. Go ahead. Let me ask you something. Um. Who would you have Adam Cole feud with, if not Jericho? As a babyface, um, let's see here. There's really not much because everybody else is doing something. Hobbs? But he just won the title, though, so somebody has to lose. You really want to beat Adam Cole? And his first feud? Well, I mean, he could fight his way back up, and then Hobbs could beat him. I don't think I don't think Adam Cole would lose anything by losing to Hobbs. It'd definitely be a step up from losing to Orange Cassidy, but if you want to kill all Adam Cole's momentum, I mean, if, if he loses his first feud, that, that's basically what would happen, right? Are we thinking that he's going to beat Jericho, though? Well... That's what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess you're right, but still, though, um, other than Hobbs, who else would you have had Adam Cole feud with? Um, well, he can't really do anything with Ricky. I would like to see that down the line. That'd be cool. Um, but they're both babyface right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club got their thing going on. Max has got his thing going on. Um, honestly, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to see a layout of the roster, but off the top of my head, you might be right. I would uh, if Govar wasn't in that whole storyline with uh MJF, I think that would have been a good little feud for uh the next pay per view, but. Dang, your dog is very passionate okay. about Adam Cole. Apparently so. <laughs> what were you about to say? Uh, Guevara, man, I think that would have been a, a nice feud to, for his first couple matches back, him versus Guevara going into the pay-per-view. But he's in the main event scene with MJF, which I don't think they really need Guevara, do they? For that feud? Yeah, do they really need Guevara? I don't think they do. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sold on this feud yet, like, MJF and Darby had a really good match at, uh, Full Gear, so I can at least reason with that, but, like, the promos are just not gonna be good, I don't think, so, you know, I don't know, we'll see. You know, can I put on my booking, booking hat real quick, Micah? Go ahead. What if they would have had Wardlow confront MJF in that little uh, rebar mitzvah thing along with Jungle Boy and Darby and they had Guevara feud with Cole, you know, Wardlow would have something to do going to the next pay-per-view and it actually makes sense because he has, you know, he has a gripe with MJF because he beat MJF and he never, he's never gotten a world title shot, 
for beating MJF. Yeah. I I don't think it's a bad idea. The only thing is, is like, well, then why are Darby and Jungle Boy there, per se? Because the thing that ties them together now is that they're all four pillars. So if you had Darby and Jungle Boy and you didn't and MJF and you didn't have Sammy, it would be kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. I personally would rather see Wardlow than Sammy. I'm just saying, I think the reason that they have Sammy is just because it's all bound together because it's the four pillars. But now you got Wardlow not doing anything. Well, how can we miss him if he won't go away? He'd probably go away. They just lost to Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. So he'd probably go away permanently after after he lost to Hobbs. We'll see him at the PC in a couple months, I guess. I don't know. That's... I'm glad I'm not booking it because it would suck to try and resurrect Wardlow. Because he shouldn't have to be resurrected, but that's the point we're at now. Yeah. Well, to wrap up Dynamite, um, what do you have uh, for a rating for AEW Dynamite? Oh, boy. 5.4. I'll go middle of the road for me. Yeah, I'll go six and a half. Nah, six point three. Yeah. It just there was some stuff I liked. Like I liked the Blackpool Combat Club stuff. MJF stuff was good at the beginning and the Kenny stuff, but I mean you also had you know uh Orange Cassidy. Yeah, thank you. I can recall the stuff that I didn't watch for obvious reason. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Middle of the road, Dynamite. Not my favorite. Yeah. But anyways, we'll move on to the final stop before WrestleMania goes Hollywood. WrestleMania 39. Before we get there, though, we've got SmackDown that was also in L.A. And to open us up, and to hopefully close us up on WrestleMania Night 1, the Usos came down and they were talking about their match. They were interrupted by uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They had a good back and forth. No brawl, thank God. And Kevin Owens had some good stuff. Jimmy had some good stuff. But it really, to me, business picked up when Sami and Jay started going back and forth. But overall, I thought a really good segment. So for the last stop before WrestleMania, Usos promo, Ryan, go ahead and start us off with your scoops. Uh, well, first scoop is KO. KO could have really uh, fired up promo on the Usos. I thought that was really nice. Sammy and um, Sammy was hitting Jay and Jimmy with some truth bombs, talking about loyalty and uh, family, saying. Uh, yep. Roman wasn't loyal to them, but he was loyal to them. It man, he um he laid into the Usos too, and I like that they didn't have the physicality like you said, because usually on these go home shows, if there's physicality, it kind of telegraphs the ending to the match at the pay per view. Like usually, if somebody gets the upper hand of another person going into the pay per view, you know that they're gonna lose at the pay per view. So I like that they didn't do that, and um. Yeah, man, overall, it was just a great segment. Great back and forth, promo battle. They did better than Cody and Roman did later on in the night, which is kind of, I mean, it's really not not surprising when they only got three minutes 
because Roman has to take 30 minutes to get to the ring for Roman Roman and Cody's um, promo battle later on. But yeah, it was a great segment. Man. I loved it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I thought it was probably the best segment on SmackDown, and yeah. It, you know, I told you last week it didn't make air, obviously, but when we first got to SmackDown, um, or maybe I said it on the Raw show, I don't remember, but um, I said that they've got to be careful because if they start to do too much, it'll lose some steam. I think this was the absolute perfect thing to do. They got their lines in, yeah. they got their, uh, you know, their, what's the word I'm looking for, their digs at each other. And they didn't do too much. And then they just moved on to the next segment. I didn't want to see a brawl. We've seen that. Just don't do too much. The match is right there. Just let us see the match. Yeah. So I thought it was really good. That was my scoop. Just good stuff. Didn't do too much. The promo package for the match is going to be really good, too. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania night one, I think, is going to be... I, don't, I think it's going to be the better half personally i'm excited for it yeah well i'm excited for all of wrestlemania but night one's gonna be a hard thing to top though yeah are you uh you good to move on yeah 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 i had a slam okay. that segment yeah i figured you didn't i didn't know if you had any more scoops uh. so following that and it kind of bridged into that segment um we had the fatal four-way match between ricochet montez ford chad gable and uh one of the Viking Raiders. <laughs> in my notes, I just wrote, okay, I wrote VR because I wasn't sure which one it was. I think it was Ivar. Viking Raider number one and Viking Raider number two. I, bald um, Viking Raider. Yeah. But, yeah. Bald VR. That's what we'll call him. Um, anyways, scoops. Uh, I, I'll hit you with double stack just because they're two short and sweet scoops. Go ahead. Um, Montez Ford looks good, as always. I always give him a shout-out. Kind of sucks he's... Well, no, he is going to be on the card. Never mind. I'm thinking yeah. LA Knight. Um, I'm not necessarily excited for the match, but I'm sure it'll be a fun match to uh, cool the crowd down. And I thought the ending was done nicely, where Montez had hit that move, and then Ricochet came in to do the uh, shooting star press, and Ricochet ended up like kind of swooping the win out from uh, Montez. I thought that was done well. Yeah. Yeah. I, the first scoop you had is pretty much my scoop for the match. I thought Montez looked well. And him and Ricochet had cool little back and forth throughout the match. Uh, can I hit you with a slam? Start us off. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I just – I didn't really care about this match, man. It had no stakes. It was just, well, who's going to get momentum going into WrestleMania? So, yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't care about this match. Yeah, um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, to be honest with you, just because, again, long week, lots of wrestling. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it was it was on. It, like, I was kind of on my phone watching some of it, but it was okay. I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, my God, I just, <laughs> I was enthralled. <laughs> uh, following that, though, was the Rhea Ripley Charlotte package for their match at WrestleMania. And my only scoop for this, I didn't have any slams. I thought this did more for the feud than a promo did. Just the same way that it did uh, on Raw when they ran the Asuka Bailey 
not Bailey. Bianca. Bianca package. Um, I thought this did more for the feud than a promo would have done, so I thought that was pretty good, too. Yeah, man, the WWE production team continues to be the MVP of a lot of stuff in WWE. Uh, they always they always bring their A game to the production, man. Yeah, and I mean it's it's that time of year too. Especially, I mean it's the go home show for WrestleMania. You've got to set up some feuds, but at yeah. the same time, just like with the USO stuff, you can't be doing too much. So yeah, but I, I thought I thought it was done well. It's crazy though, cause the promos that Rhea and Charlotte have cut have been, you know, nothing special, but the editing and the production team putting stuff together that kind of got me hyped to see the match it's crazy how they how they do that yep it makes me think of that thing uh from a couple weeks ago on raw where almost botched pushing lesnar over and then the way that they edited it it like was so (laughs) seamless you couldn't even tell that he botched it yeah so yeah i'll give you that man wwe production crew AEW, their packages and recaps have gotten better but wwe is just in a league of its own yeah so following the Rhea charlotte package was the andre the giant battle royale i'm not gonna lie i kind of skipped to the last four that's all you really needed to do it was a cluster until the end la knight was over though he was over he got the best reaction of the entire group they had out there. I really hope that he gets something at Mania because he deserves it. He, um, there. I'm sure Triple H is listening. He's continuing to say that he's going to be there at WrestleMania. So I, they're going to do something with him big. Maybe uh, or go ahead. No, I was going to say, or if he doesn't get on Mania, give him money in the bank because he. Oh. Whoa, 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 hold up now. <laughs> Isn't that one of my predictions on the Scoopies earlier this year? It was one of your predictions. Uh, <laughs> I, I really hope it happens. I, I'm glad he's won you over, man, because he, he's good. Yeah. I, I seen a video earlier on TikTok this morning. I was looking. Um, there's a bunch of wrestlers leaving <laughs> yes. the Hall of Fame. Did you see this? I saw that. Like, dude, he was the only one that even looked, like, happy to be there. And the people just, as soon as they saw him, yeah, and then everybody started doing it. I mean, it's over as I'll get out. So he deserves it, man. Yeah. I wish they would have discovered him five years ago. Yeah. That's the only thing is he's, like, 41. Yeah. So. He, but he's still, he's in great shape. He can, he can still, he's still confident in the ring. He's nothing like He's no 2015 Seth Rollins or anything like that, but he's he's entertaining on the mic, and that can carry him a long way for at least another five or six years. Yeah, they they just need to do what they did with Batista: strike while you can, and yeah. just use him, and then eventually he'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, the scoop I had for the Andre the Giant Battle Royale was that I liked the last four. And the final sequence between Bobby and Bronson Reed was really good where, you know, they kind of teased. I really, I felt like Bobby was going to win just because he got an entrance, but <laughs> I could have seen Bronson Reed winning too. Um, but I mean, I, it was two big old dudes in there fighting 
you know, who's the stronger, who can get the other one over the top rope. So I thought it was done well. Yeah, it got exciting towards the end when they trimmed all the fat. It was um, it was good stuff, man. Uh, scoop for them giving Bobby a consolation prize, I guess, by letting him win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, I that was something I wrote down too. I just feel bad for the way that this has all worked out for Bobby. Because, and no, it's not. But it still sucks because he was gonna be on the card and now he's not. Like, yeah. I don't know. He just don't deserve that because he's had a pretty good year, even with the United States Championship. I like that run. Yeah, and it's not like he was used one month and then not seen for another two or three. He's been used pretty consistently throughout the year on pretty much all the PLEs. Yeah. Like, when you compare that to Omas, that's only been like two or three PLEs throughout the whole year, but gets WrestleMania match, it's, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, dang. Sucks for Bobby. Sucks for Bobby. Yeah. And he's a good guy. He don't deserve it. Yeah, I like Bobby. The, uh, the only slam I had was that Braun was, like, horribly telegraphing his spots in the last four. Did you notice that? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you go back and watch it, you can just see it. If you think about it, you'll see it. It. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, Braun sucks. The only time he was good was when he was beating up Roman weekly. And that's just because you hated Roman. Yeah. <laughs> he flipped the ambulance at one point. I don't know if you ever seen that. Oh, yeah. I've seen that clip. Yeah. And he was just, uh, He's... it turned into comedy at one point because he would beat up Roman. I remember it was like uh, on Raw or something. He, he beat up Roman throughout the whole show. And then they were trying to take Roman to the hospital. And he just burst up out of nowhere yelling, I'm not finished with you yet. And he, just, he started to beat him up again and. Flip over the ambulance that Roman was in. Jesus. Yeah, no, I missed all that. But I remember when he debuted, I was, like, intrigued just because he's freaking huge. But, yeah, the the more time rolls on, I'm like, yep, he is very well relegated to the tag team division. And that's okay. Not everybody has to be main event guy. That's absolutely right. And uh, speaking of things that suck, the women's fatal four-way match was next. And, I, well, maybe I'm being too harsh. I didn't watch it. It also fell under the, the category of too much wrestling I ain't watching. Yeah. So, uh, but I just figured it probably sucked. It probably did. I didn't catch it either. I skipped it. Uh, following that. Dang, wait. Quick hold up. Hold up, Michael. Did we watch any women's wrestling this week? <laughs> uh, well, I watched the EO Becky stuff, but did you watch any women's wrestling matches? Wasn't there another one on Raw? Oh, there was, but I didn't watch it. Either. You skipped it. That ain't Michael. Yeah, it was the Chelsea Green one, I think. Wasn't there like a tag match or something? Yeah. You skipped that too. You didn't watch any women's wrestling. Uh, well, <laughs> sexist pig. <laughs> How dare you not watch that? What can I say? I've got... There's there's two good women's matches this weekend that I will watch. Yeah, we'll watch the women's Fatal 4-Way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get carried away, buddy. <laughs> I'll, I will... I will... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For my sins, I will sit through that Fatal 4-Way tag team match at Mania. 
it'll be on, but I won't be in the room while it's on. Yeah. Is that night one or night two? I don't know. Oh, well, you <laughs> fooled me. Uh, following that, the LWO was back. Um, I thought that was a cool segment. Ray basically gifted the Legato del Fantasmo gang with uh, the LWO shirts, and they said that you know if Ray needs somebody in his corner at Mania, then they'll be there. I I thought it was a cool little segment. Yeah, man, it's gonna give Ray something to do. For a while now. That's exactly what I thought about. It'll give him something to do after Mania. And it's elevating all those young guys that he has around him. Like they got some talented yeah. people in that group. Zelina's good too on the on the mic. They should utilize her more. Uh, I got one slam for this segment though, Micah. Um, so there's a guy in Legato El Fantasma, Joaquin Wild. Now Joaquin yep. Wild is a Filipino, so uh, I guess he's an honorary Latino now, right? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I didn't know that, but uh, could have fooled me, I guess. The Philippines is in Southeast Asia, right? <laughs> yep, yep, you're right. It's over there close to Japan. All right, then. We'll, we'll, we'll let it ride. You know, I didn't even know he was Filipino. I thought he was in Legato del Fantasma, so he was Latino. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Everything checks out to me. Filipinos are honorary Latinos, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> honorary oos of the Latin community. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, but it'll give Ray something to do. I think Santos Escobar could have a bright future in WWE. Yeah, he's a star. He's, um, he's good. And he can speak very fluid English, so he can... um. He can do big things in this company if they uh actually commit to him instead of giving him like the carrying cross treatment where uh he's doing something for a month and then you don't see him again. Well hey, maybe maybe Ray's involvement will help him in that. Let me let me ask you something real quick, Micah. Mm-hmm. What's the what's Triple H's worst decision since he got got in control of creative? Probably bring him back Hit Row. <laughs> Dang. Well, he's had some, uh, because he brought back uh, Carrie Cross, too. He hasn't done much. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to see how much they're paying him. The thing with Cross is there's only two of them. He brought back three members of Hit Row, and that means he's paying three separate checks, and they ain't doing a dang thing anymore. I think the biggest miss is probably damage control. They got brought back with a lot of coughing circumstances at SummerSlam, and then they really haven't translated that much. Like, do you care what damage control is doing? No. I liked them at first, but I don't, it's like just the more it went on, I guess I realized Bailey's not as good on the mic as I thought. Yeah. And I, it just lost me. Like, because I remember when we were reviewing stuff, and then we took the break, and I, we were talking, because you were kind of catching me up to speed, and you were like, man, damage control's not, they're not it anymore, and I was like, what happened? Like, I would expect the Becky Bailey stuff to be good, and damage control, you know, I liked them before, and then I just, I had to watch some of the promos, and I was like, never mind, I think you're right. I, it ain't doing it for me. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of things that didn't do it for me, Sheamus and Drew versus Imperium. I don't mean that this was a bad match. I just came away from it with zero thoughts. It was a good little match. Not much else. Yeah, I mean, I had no scoops. I had no slams. I was like, it's not bad. It's just on the TV. Like, nothing crazy happened. It was typical feuding tag team versus heel tag team stuff. Will they coexist? Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Drew and Sheamus, they're over to the live audience, though. I like Drew and Sheamus. Let me stop. I'm, uh, I think that they're probably going to have one of the best matches of the weekend with uh, Gunther. I do, too. I mean, and I like Drew and Sheamus as well. I just, I don't know. Just sometimes when we watch some of the stuff, like, I'm not going to lie, it's hard to write down things. Yeah, there's, there's, sometimes, no, there's no stakes to the match that they had either. It's just momentum good. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, good match, guys. See you on Saturday. <laughs> well, to close us up, the segment we were all waiting to see, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns were going to close up the show face-to-face, and Cody came out first and cut a really good promo. Roman came out and spent more time in his entrance than he did on the mic, and then we closed up SmackDown. Um... But scoops and slams for this segment to our final segment before WrestleMania. What you got, Ryan? Uh, I just got the Cody line that he said. Um, I, I don't want to butcher the line, but he said something to the effect that uh, the WWE spent tens of millions of dollars um, making sure you were the man in the company when the investment only started to pay off three years ago after a um, eight-year journey to try to get you over. I thought that was a really um, nice little line from Cody. But, uh, yeah, man, Roman took 30 minutes to get to the ring. I, I was I was watching the stream, and I kept on, like, pushing the pause button to, like, wait a minute, we only have, like, four minutes left, and he's just entering the arena. Is he going to... Is he going to power walk to the, to the ring? Nope. He does a, a lap around the ring. He uh, throws his finger in the air. He uh, takes his time to say, acknowledge me, L.A., but he stops midway through and looks at Cody and says, Cody Rose, acknowledge me. And that was it. It's kind of weird, man. I was expecting a, a back-and-forth segment like we got earlier in the night. Yeah. And honestly, if they had done a brawl here, I wouldn't have minded it just because we haven't seen those two yeah. come to fist yet. Yeah, that would have been good. But I don't know, man. I I got two scoops. Um, and then I'll get into the slam because that ending sequence was a slam for me. The Dusty calling Cody Hollywood thing is insane when you think about the, how this is all played out. <laughs> They told that story like, before, too. Yeah, well, that's what made me think about it, was uh, Cole said it on the mic, or, you know, uh, announcing. He yeah. said, you know, Dusty called him Hollywood, and it, it's just so crazy. I mean, I don't know. Think of Cody that came back a year earlier. Or There's so <laughs> many variables that played into this, and then just happens that Cody would win the Royal Rumble, 
Yeah. And the WrestleMania would end up being in Hollywood, where he's ninety percent gonna win the world title uh, for his dead end of Garden. Whoa, 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 whoa! They're in Inglewood. Excuse you. Oh, we <laughs> it's all Los Angeles. Nah, but yeah, man, he is the right guy at the right place at the right time, and you couldn't script it better. Like he, I mean, what can you say? Storybook ending. Hopefully, it's a storybook ending. <laughs> Because I've been hearing some things online that people really want Roman to reach a thousand days. For some it would be cool, but it won't be as cool as Cody winning the belt. Like, because yes. if they do that, it's going to be Luger in 93. Bro, you would cut his nuts off. That's what you would do. You have a over baby face right now. Strike while the iron's hot. People are glazing Roman to a outrageous degree online. At a lot of circles that I'd be looking at, because I don't know, man. Roman, yeah, he he's having some good, he's doing some good stuff right now, but it's time, it's time. Mm-hmm. He needs to do something different after WrestleMania. Hopefully, he comes back and we get a feud with Jay or Solo or maybe a rematch with Cody. But he, it's over. He can't have these titles for any longer. Yeah, there's just no. If they don't get him off of him now, there's not going to be another chance. And then if they let Cody get it in like a couple months, it Cody will be dead in the water. So, no. Um, the only other scoop that I had was props to Cody for really carrying a lot of this feud going into Mania. Um, Roman just has not been here. Heyman too. That, yeah, that's true. Uh and I don't know, man, that pisses me off. Like, I, I understand. I sent you something the other day that was like, Roman really is wanting to take time off just to be a family man. And I I get it. At the same time, this is like the biggest show of the year. You've been part-time pretty much all year. You can't show up for three or four weeks consistently to build up Mania. Because Cody has, I mean, he's been on both shows building the match. Come on now. Th- that's just another reason why Cody needs the belts. It, he will be there every night. And it's time to have somebody who's going to be there every single night. And I've been hearing um, stuff online about Cody, when he wins the title, he wants to work every house show. He wants to work every TV taping. He wants to. Uh, he wants a more is more mentality when it comes to holding the titles. He wants to be the, the flag bearer. Or the company, and um, yeah, man, it'd be a nice little change up. But I would assume Roman Reigns would be there if they would tell him to be there. So, are we really blaming Roman? I mean, I'm sure not all the blame is on him. I guess that's true. They probably only got a limited amount of dates they can use Roman, so they're strategic with when to show up. But. He says they keep on writing them fat checks, they'll keep on showing up. So, I mean, just put an extra zero. Keep writing them fat checks. Yeah, bro, put an extra zero on that check. Yeah. Um, and to close us up, the only slam I had was just kind of what we just hit on. Uh, I didn't. I mean, Roman didn't say anything. Nope. If there, if this, if Cody didn't lead the way on this, I wouldn't be as excited for this match because Roman just. I mean. It, you're going to acknowledge me Sunday. Yep. And that was it. Like, come on, man. Say something else. 
That's a good theme, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a good theme, but daggum. We already heard it for five minutes before he got to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. All in all, uh, what's, what's your grade for SmackDown? I thought SmackDown did okay. Uh, the promo segment from Sammy, KO, and the Usos was uh, my segment of the week. So, um, and the Battle Royal was fun toward the end. We got a nice little match with Drew and Sheamus. So, I did like a 6.4, 6.5. Yeah, I think I'd give it a 6.8. Just I thought it was better than Dynamite. Nothing too crazy, but an alright go-home show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know they had a lot going on that night, too, because of the Hall of Fame. But, all in all, a, uh, a pretty solid week of wrestling. We got a big weekend. Uh, you're... Coming down to my place, we're going to grill out, have a good time, enjoy some, hopefully, good wrestling. I think night one's going to be pretty solid. So, uh, we'll go ahead and close it up here, and I think we'll do our Hall of Fame, uh, or we'll talk about the Hall of Fame on our WrestleMania show. So, next week, we'll be back with our WrestleMania review. I make no promises, because that's a lot of wrestling, so it'll be there sometime next week. Um, but make sure you check us out online at, uh, at Scoop Slam Pod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. And we'll keep you updated on when our reviews will be coming out, as well as sometimes we get our live thoughts while watching the shows. And thank you for tuning in to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We hope you have a great weekend and hope you enjoy some great wrestling from WrestleMania.